0: Welcome to A Leader's Mind, I'm Paul Thorne. Today we're going to be talking to Leah Denbock. Now Leah is a multiracial Canadian fashion photographer. She has an interest in breaking the norms in fashion through an exploration of different angles like gender and diversity. Now what makes Leah so unique is not necessarily what she does within her fashion career, but actually what she does outside of it. For the past six years, Leah's been travelling through cities across the world, such as Toronto, New York, Washington, and Brisbane. When travelling to these cities, she's been spending time photographing the homeless and recording their stories. Leah's journey into photography started at a very early age.
1: I um, was very fascinated by photography when I was when I was young. One of my older cousins was a photographer, so that might have influenced it. But I had always just been interested by the really good quality that cameras could get and that I wasn't able to get with the things that I had. So I saved up my own money, actually, um, from my paper route and bought a used DSLR from a local store and I used that for several years and that's really what got me into photography. And at the beginning I was taking photos of like anything and everything, like spider webs and children. And and I didn't really think my photos were very good. So I was actually considering just kind of give up with the idea of photography. But my dad, who's an artist himself, he um, saw some potential in my work and and he said, why don't you do a consultation with Joe Sartori, who is a National Geographic photographer that I had just done a DVD course The kind of of photography. Joel had sent my dad an email saying, Leah is well on her way in becoming not just a good photographer, but a great photographer. And I'm not kidding. And since I was only 12 years old at the time, and I, my dad showed the email to me, that's really what got me into photography. I actually decided to take it on as a career, I think, from that.
0: Leah spent the next few years exploring her love for photography, and in particular, portraits. However, it was the influence of another leading photographer that actually influenced her decision to start exploring homelessness.
1: At the time, I was around fifteen sixteen, and I was just taking photographs of senior citizens in the nursing homes in Collingwood, Ontario, where I grew up, and it was just a small town. and I was having a lot of problems taking these photos because I had to get written permission from the children of the subjects, and the nurse didn't seem to want me around the halls taking photos and stuff. so, I was like thinking of another subject matter I could photograph that would be interesting. My father came across the work of Lee Jeffries who's a British photographer who photographs people experiencing homelessness in Great Britain. My dad and I were very drawn to his work because and I especially because he can capture someone's personality simply through their facial expressions and their their eyes and their hand and gestures and the wrinkles on their face, and I was so fascinated by that type of portraiture. And my dad suggested that we go do the same by photographing people experiencing homelessness in Toronto, which, which is the closest uh, big city to uh, uh, Collingwood. And since I was actually about 15 at that time, I was a bit held back because I was naive to the reality of homelessness. There, there wasn't really any external homelessness in Collingwood, where I grew up. So I didn't really know what to expect from taking photos of people experiencing homelessness. And I had only ever heard negative things, so I wasn't really sure. But my dad strongly encouraged the idea. So we did go to Toronto to take photographs of people experiencing homelessness. And we found that this one experience really changed our perspectives. Uh, people experiencing homelessness and we realized that homelessness was not only a much bigger problem than we had realized, but that they're so stereotyped and that they're in fact such kind and, and often humble people and how sad it is that people like think such negative things about them. And that's why we decided to take on the project and have more of these goals in mind of humanizing people experiencing homelessness and shining a spotlight on the problem of homelessness, which is the goals of my book series.
0: So not long after Leah's first experiences in Toronto, the idea of developing a book started to manifest. And this included documenting the powerful stories behind the portraits that were being taken.
1: I first began just taking the photographs of people experiencing homelessness for probably about a year. And then at about that point, uh, someone asked if they could come with us when we were taking the photos and, and they were journalists. And that that experience made us realize how important the story portion is. And we had never really thought about recording the stories before. We had just been listening to the ourselves and we began to realize when we had read the story next to the photo how much that added to the photo. So after that point, we decided to record the stories. So we started recording every story when we were taking the photographs on my phone. And then we write them down that we can put on Instagram or put on a piece of paper for the book. And we found that the story portion added so much to the images because with the image, you can just You can still kind of judge the person when you're looking at the person and you could be like, oh, they look so tough. And and then you read the story and you're reading like, oh, this person's wife died. Now they're living like under a bridge. And and like, that's a true story. So I think that's why the story is so important, because it really makes people realize like these are real people. And it could be you or it could be anybody you know book came out I think in 2016 and then uh the second in around 2017 and then so on the fourth one just came out and the book series is called nowhere to call home it's 40 photographs and 40 stories of people experiencing homelessness in, in each book every book is different photographs and stories of people experiencing homelessness the first two books are based in North America the third one has a little bit of Australia as well and the fourth oh my gosh I have to get all this together I think it it has Los Angeles (laughs) Um, and then my goals um, with the book is to humanize people experiencing homelessness and shine a spotlight on the problem of homelessness but also like. Uh, A big goal is to raise money for homeless shelters as well because 100% of our profits uh, is donated back to different homeless shelters.
0: So certainly over the last few years, COVID-19 has had a profound effect on all of our lives and none more so than that of the homeless, as Leah points out.
1: So we weren't taking photos for the first few months of uh, the pandemic, but then my dad and I read an article talking about how the pandemic had been affecting people experiencing homelessness and the article really highlighted some things that my dad and I were so shocked by and even though we work with people experiencing homelessness I never really thought about how badly the pandemic would be affecting them and we are reading about things like because of everything closing down, people experiencing homelessness can no longer use washrooms. So they just have to use the washroom outside. And it's been like really demoralizing, of course, for them to have to just go to the washroom, like in an alleyway or on the road because there's no washrooms for them to be able to use. And if, so of course if they can't use washrooms they have no access to like cleaning themselves because they don't have access to showers so now they have no way of cleaning themselves no hygiene, no way of washing their hands and since people are doing social distancing no, no one was giving them money anymore so people experiencing homelessness lost almost all access to like the money that they were getting so they weren't able to buy the little bit of necessities that they could get to survive like some food and the people experiencing homelessness that were relying on things um, different resources that helped with addictions uh, those kind of things all shut down so people of course were struggling more than ever because they didn't have their resources for addictions and maybe they were relapsing and my dad and I were so shocked we decided it was really important to go out and take photos of people experiencing homelessness no matter how bad it was so we went out and and ever since then we've been doing shoots regularly again and and we've gotten stories all throughout the pandemic and those stories have been really shocking and people experiencing homelessness were already struggling but now, they were, after the pandemic, they're really barely surviving.
0: Now, the time Leah spends humanizing homelessness is on top of her full-time career as a fashion photographer. And it can be hard balancing both roles.
1: Um, I try to keep the two worlds kind of separate because they both have their own kind of mental stresses. Like, with, with the homelessness project, it's here in the such horrible stories of people experiencing homelessness and with fashion it's dealing with such large teams and models cancelling and so much coordination so I try to keep them separate because I I find I go crazy when I if I'm thinking about both of them at the same time. In my daily life it's always affecting me to have that sort of yeah, like you said, other world that I'm in tune with because if like something for example happens to, to someone then I'm always like my first thought is, okay, well what if they're near and being homeless or we don't know their situation. Don't really know what they're going through and and I think that always helps me to kind of kind of think about everything twice and, and really think about people's situation before I'm I'm ever judging them because one of my models of my project is actually uh, from Mother Teresa's quote if you don't know them don't judge them so I've taken that as a model with my project and if I meet someone experiencing homelessness and of course I, I don't know their story I don't know anything about them so I, I try not to judge that person because I've only met them for a short amount of time and I really don't know anything about them so I kind of taken that as a, like a life model, so I, th- I think it has helped me um, just in everything I do.
0: The journey that Leah has been going through has had a profound effect on her, and it's forced her to reevaluate perhaps previous misconceptions around homelessness.
1: When I was hearing the stories, that my perceptions changed. Just when you sit down and look into these individuals' eyes and and you hear about the most horrific things that they've gone through to put them in that situation like for example we've heard pe- people's house getting burnt down their spouses being killed the children being killed having mental breakdowns It's the most horrible things and and then i think that's really when your perspective begins to change and you can no longer think these things like oh they choose to be there they're all addicts because you talking to this person in front of you and you can see that they're actually a really nice person they're trying hard and with everything that they've gone through anybody would be in that situation we should really do everything we can to help
0: Leah continues to photograph homelessness in multiple countries across the world, and she remains as motivated as ever.
1: I find what really helps me keep going and continue what I'm doing, no matter how hard the stories are to hear or how hard it is, is is seeing the positive impact my work has done because I'm constantly getting feedback, messages and emails from people around the world saying, that they can no longer walk by someone experiencing homelessness without thinking that they have a story to or without wanting to volunteer to help people experiencing homelessness, or or if anything, just changing their perspective on homelessness, that they want to now help them instead of judge them. So it, getting that kind of feedback just really kind of keeps me going and wants me to, it helps me, sorry, continue to do the work that I'm doing and, and push me along the way.
0: <laughs> During the early part of the project, Humanising Homelessness, Leah and her father were expecting it to be tough to find people who would be happy to have their photographs taken and, and share their story. But in fact, what really surprised them is how open the homeless community was.
1: When my dad and I first started the project, we were so shocked actually as to why people experiencing homelessness were like pouring their hearts out to us and saying their whole life story when we just met this person and had only been talking to them for like a couple of minutes. And my dad and I kept actually saying to ourselves, like, wow, why is this happening? Like, Why are they saying so much to us? And we began to realize after the pattern emerged that it's because firstly for posterity's sake, like people experience it homelessness don't want to them, be forgotten and, and they have the opportunity of being in the book so that they can tell their story and, and leave something behind. But I think the main thing is just that no one talks to them. So when my dad and I kinda crouch down looking at their eyes and I ask them how they're doing and things about their day and their life and they're just so willing to, to open up to us about these their whole lives and the horrible things that they've gone through to become homeless and because nobody has asked or maybe talked to them in, in so long. And and proof of that is at the end of one of my photo shoots with a woman named Catherine, she grabbed my dad's hand and with obvious emotion in her voice, she said, thank you so much for doing this. Most people just ignore me. And we were like so shocked. Like, it's just such a sweet woman, and, and you'd be sh- surprised. Like, I guess how, how many people really ignore people experiencing homelessness, and how much just talking to them means something to them and, and makes them sort of feel, feel human again.
0: Of the hundreds of people that Leah has photographed and spoken to, I asked her for an example of one that really stuck in her mind and would probably stay with her forever.
1: Um, so, there are definitely so many because we've photographed hundreds of people experiencing homelessness over the past several years. But probably the one that sort of sticks out in my memory the most would be this woman named Lucy, who's on the cover of my first book. Uh, and she was a, uh, a younger, very beautiful woman. And, and when I had photographed her, she was not doing very well. She, she I photographed her, in her and her boyfriend Riley, and they were struggling with opioids. And uh, but we talked to them, and uh, we got their their interview, and they were very kind to us. And we kept running to Lucy and Riley, like almost every time we took photos because we often take photos at uh, outside of the Eaton Center, Young and Dundas Square, and. That's where a lot of people experiencing homelessness are and, and that's where they always were squeegee color windows. So we ran into them so many times and we were able to sort of keep tabs on them over the years. And and a few years later, um, of course, like we were able to keep in contact with her. We kept talking to them and various things happened. But the, the biggest thing that stood out to me was Uh, her boyfriend Riley, Lucy's boyfriend Riley, sent an email to us saying, thank you so much for putting Lucy on the cover of your book because it made her feel human. And when you took the photograph, we were struggling with opioids and we had both didn't want to live anymore. And you really made us want to decide to live and that they were able to get their lives together and that they now have an apartment or you know, we're getting off opioids and we're a healthy weight and finally happy and that really just opened my eyes up to sort of the impact that one of my photos could have because he said that he attributed the photo to really saving their lives since they didn't want to live anymore and if one of my photos could really save someone's life like I thought that really stood out to me, but also one of the biggest things was how he said that the photo made her feel human, and one of my biggest one of my biggest goals is to humanize people experiencing homelessness. Then to to hear that kind of person experiencing homelessness themselves that they felt humanized, I thought was really special. So that also stood out to me a lot. One
0: of Leah's biggest hopes is that the work that she's doing it changes people's attitudes towards homelessness.
1: Reading the books because that's like such an easy way to, to first-hand read the stories of people experiencing homelessness instead of actually having to go and do it so if you're a timid person like that could be a first step of course. Um, but. In my talks, because um, I'm also a public speaker, I'm constantly encouraging people that it's so important when you're walking by someone experiencing homelessness to to look into their eyes and to, and to acknowledge that they're a human being, because so many people ignore them and treat them like a, like we were talking, like subhuman or they treat them so horribly and people experiencing homelessness tell me that people just like throw money at them and they and that no one will actually look at them or speak to them so i think such an important thing is to just crouch down to their level look into their eyes and say hi how are you doing today or or if they're asking for money you say oh i'm sorry like i don't have money today or i invite them to eat, eat lunch with you or something like that whatever you can do because you'd be shocked that you might be one of the first people to ever talk to that person or really treat them like a human being and like you have no idea how long so i think that's such an important thing to do and it would really make people realize that these people often are like i mentioned before often so kind and humble and Some of the sweetest people I've ever met, I think, are people experiencing homelessness. I think that's so important to to sit and, and hear their stories and to definitely first acknowledge them.
0: Leah's passion, dedication, and commitment to this project is truly incredible. Driven by empathy and compassion, her efforts humanizing homelessness have gained international attention and exposure, which has resulted in real and meaningful impacts on the people within the homeless community. Leah's hope, Is that her story will also really inspire others to go out and make a difference
1: i mean i I dedicated all so much of my time and um my the i guess the talent that i have to to helping people and i hope that people kind of see that and think like maybe i could do that too and and how can i use the talents that i have to help people as well And, and maybe it's important to to do art and, and work in our lives that that's not always just about us, but it can also be about helping other people. So I hope that when people see that, they think like about the talents they have and, and how that they can do something similar, something to help other people as well or, or make the world a better place. So I guess I hope it has like an ongoing positive impact.
0: Thank you for listening to the very first episode of A Leader's Mind. To find out more about Leah and the amazing work she's done, please visit www.humanizingthehomeless.org.